I'm Ari Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. Today we are joined by the one, the only, Ari Chambers. show please consider joining our patreon community and read the wobble weekly with owen pence for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see the amazing staff writing content on windsider.com that's windsider.com let's get into the show we have ari chambers joining us today one of the most recognizable faces in names in wmba reporting ari how's it going rachel is right you're getting great at this uh, this intro thing <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I do have to tip my hat to Ben Dole for like pushing me to do more than I normally do, but I appreciate the compliments. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm happy that uh, we've got this crew together today. I'm excited. Finally, it's been far too long. I think it's been, what, since All-Star Game in Minnesota, since we've had you like in a show or maybe... And honestly, y'all threw me by the wayside after Minnesota and I won't forgive you for it. It's like... We can kiki at games and eat popcorn together, but y'all don't want me on a show. It's fine. It's fine. I'll take that. that You know what? Here's the thing. I'm actually just impressed that you had some time to carve out for us today. I mean, you are. Rachel, we're doing this right now? Like you're not in the Hall of Fame? You are. You are. Go, go, go. Oh, my God. I don't know how you have enough energy to do all of this. Shout out to the energy. But, my God, I'm just excited that you're here. We've, We've got some time with you. I love how it's like a, a, a compliment insult war going on right now. <laughs> I'll compliment you more than you can compliment me. Let's, <laughs> let, let's dive into this WNBA season. I know for all of us, I'll speak very frankly. We are exhausted. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're happy it's here. We're happy there's no positive COVID tests in the wobble. Um, and shout out to Ari Chambers. I hope you're getting some of the um, the money that the W is using or hoping to get from this whole wobble thing i heard they trademarked it shout out to girl sports tv or uh i'm girl Talk sports TV. thank you uh-huh. thank you <laughs> i got you covered um no not getting any royalties but it's fine because i sold my shirts and me and esther from player society are sitting nice um thanks for to everybody who was supporting it but i'm just happy that you know people are caring about the wobble and the wobble is getting out there and and we were able to make a term that was amplified throughout all all the masses so shout out to y'all <laughs> i my thing is like my beef with it wasn't the name wobble was more so what the w in wobble stands for because i'm a firm believer in the WNBA should drop the nba part and just be called the w um as i've been promoting mm-hmm. but so when people were like it's the women's wobble or it like some someone said something else i was like no 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 it's the WNBA bubble, it's the wobble. Like, that's where it comes from. But I guess you can probably give me the insight of where you came up with it. I just thought it was cute. I, I honestly just thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I always called the W, uh, like the WNBA, the W anyway. And so I was like, wobble, bubble, or WNBA bubble, wobble. Um, and then, honestly, I think Monique Curry and John had the same ideas too. And 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 we put it out there and it, it grew and it it grew but i think the nba should have been called nubble that would have been hilarious wobble and nubble oh my god that would have been a, yeah why forget <laughs> well i don't think disney it, it, disney would have to come out with a movie with like a character named nubble and then nubble. they would uh, start lebron james cuz like yeah why not 
<laughs> totally. Well, let's let's hop into this one, and let's do this. I want to talk about what has surprised us so far this season. I mean, there's been a lot of surprises, a lot of players kind of taking full advantage of added minutes, a lot of players taking full advantage of the amplified attention on the league. Ari, let's start with you. What has surprised you so far this season? The player that's really pleasantly surprised me so much is Bitnaja Laney. Um, I've heard talk from her since the training camp, since the two-week training camp, and I was wondering how that was going to translate into regular season, and she has not let me down since. Like her debut game, I think she got 19 points, which is a career high. She's been effective on both sides of the court. Um, Coach Nikki Collin was saying she wanted her for defense, but then was just pleasantly surprised when she was an offensive threat. So shout out to her. It's all a testament of, you know, finding your right fit. And I think that she's found that in Atlanta. Well, they need her to find it. And so she has, she's she's placed in that position now. Which I think, just to add to that, I mean, the surprising part for me is beyond what you said is when you look at this Atlanta roster, I don't think anybody expected her to be the person who's putting up these numbers. I mean, you expect it from Kennedy Carter, right? Like she came into this league, Nikki was open about it. If you were following college basketball, which I don't, but I did tune in when it came to close to draft time and I had to do my research, but like everyone knew Carter was going to get her shot and it's going to be all about consistency with her as it is often for any rookie. But the Mm -hmm. fact that like you add on Shakina Strickland, who's just a lights out shooter, you add on Courtney Williams, um, Alexis Jones, players like that who are more notable for their scoring. And yet we're sitting here halfway through the season and we're talking about Laney and how she's been just scoring lights out. I mean, yeah, everything she's, I did not expect you to say her, but I'm proud and happy that you did. Uh, I mean, that's who I've been paying attention to since training camp because she's been doing it since training camp. And then the, it's been rumblings about it and, and people have seen her just blossom into this, this this role for Atlanta that we just love to see. For me, it's been Stewie. The fact that she came back so powerful, so strong. And honestly, I know we've heard this a few times, but I'm going to be like the one billionth person to say it. The way that she has approached this and the way that she's playing almost looks better than I've seen her before, which is ridiculous to say. I mean, it's 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 insane to say, but it's true. But are we surprised at Stewie's work ethic? She's she's literally always been one of those that just works hard. She's a four-time champion in college and, and a WNBA champion for a reason. You know, it's not like it came out of nowhere. I think that Stewie is the type of person that just expects excellence out of herself, and she's worked to get there. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that. I respect that. And also, I think she's kind of like a light, although I have to throw some shade. No WNBA player should have to spend 30K of their own money to get the rehab that they need properly. That just pisses me off. Um, yeah. Rachel, you've been a little bit silent. What's surprised you so far this season? It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm sitting here kind of racking my brain as to what is the most surprising. Um, Stewart, like she is, but she isn't. Because to me, she's like a unicorn. You know, she's just so dominant. She's so good. Um, I'm so happy to see her really not skip a beat at all. Um, for me, I think it's Angel McCautry. Oh. And I, and I, I'll be the first one to say I, I did not expect this. And that's not a knock on Angel. Um, I think it was just the anticipate not the anticipation, but, you know, when you're, when you're coming back from a knee injury, you just never know um, what, what's going to happen, um, especially at this point of your career. 
Um, and then, you know, you've got a switch and, and honestly, I love the fit with Las Vegas. I wasn't sure how that was going to look with so many kind of changes just on this Vegas roster without Plum and, and Liz Cambage. But, but honestly, Angel has been phenomenal. I mean, she's just played so confidently. She's been such a, um, a leader for this Vegas team. I mean, if you had to pick, I mean, yeah, Asia Wilson has been incredibly dominant. She's doing what Asia Wilson has done, definitely making an argument for MVP herself, but you know, Angel McCautry is right there in terms of just what she's bringing night in and night out to this team. And, and I'm really impressed with it. She really is. And I'm embarrassed that I slept on her return. Like, I, you know how you know somebody's me good? Me too. But you I'm don't not- realize it until like they come back and they're like, oh, what break? <laughs> yep. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. And I deserve all the shade for this. When they signed her, I was that person who was like, whatever. Doesn't make them more of a contender, less of a contender didn't really move the needle. This team looks better than they did last year in many ways. And I think it's maybe like no shade at Liz, but just like having the simplicity of, you know, role players, not role players, but players fitting into more simple roles and having to do a little bit less and and do things that are out of their comfort zone. But Angel's come in there and just has plugged in right away. And she looks like the angel of old. I mean, she reminds you of when she was carrying the Atlanta Dream to multiple WNBA finals. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm biased here, but hopefully they can they can close it out and she can finally get that ring. Well, let me just add a point real quick. I think that, you know, it's important to know just how how important, like, a change of scenery could be, you know, or like a change of roster. It's like, you know, we've seen that a lot this year, you know, with Lainey, um, with Angel McCautry. Shout out to Bria Hartley, who is, like, balling. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, and and she's been really, really good and really consistent, probably the most consistent on that Phoenix Mercury team. I mean, and so it's like, it really does show you that not only is this just a season of opportunity for maybe some players where – you know, they're getting more time, they're getting more minutes, they're getting an opportunity to shine. And we're seeing a lot of uh, really talented, you know, women just seizing that and, and blowing us away. But it's also showing us that like, that change of roster, that change of team and dynamic and, and system has really elevated some play as well. It's been really fun to see. Rachel, I just want to point out that you were about to say these young women and then you remembered that you're in your Simone Augustus year and you didn't want to age yourself. So now I'm throwing that out there. Well, here's the thing. I have to go from like like recruiting mode to then WNBA mode. So like all day I'm either talking about like high school age talent and then I have to go to talking about WNBA. And sometimes it's hard for my brain. I can't handle it. I'm not the smartest, Aria, okay? <laughs> but you are, Rachel. Let's be honest. Don't tell me. Don't uh, thank I'm going to gas Rachel. That's, that's what my, my thing is. But I do want to gas Bria, though, because that fit in, in Phoenix is crazy. Like, the first player to have multiple 24-4 and four games off the bench in one season. And, like, she's just getting milestone after milestone. And, and you know, when you take her out of an environment like New York and put her in Phoenix with when she has, like, the help and then the, the, the players just around her to make her better, I just think that it's, it's just interesting to see, um, a, along with what Rachel was saying, like, how a new environment can really shift a player's game. And I'll say this, like, this is a shameless plug for her coming on our podcast as our last guest, but I don't care if you're, like, a great person, a great personality, if you're doing, like, if you're doing crazy good things on the court, I'm like, all right, you got my respect in that level. I don't care, but, like, she happens to be one of the most joyful and best interviews, no offense to you, Ari, that we've ever had on the show. And so, like, 
for me, it just after having that interview with her, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm sold. Most improved six woman, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever award, all of that, all of that, rack it up, bring home the bag. Period. Let's move on. Let's move on to top moments and impressive play so far. I know we've kind of touched on that, but somebody else I want to bring up uh, who has been getting some attention and probably more so because of what school she came from, Crystal Dangerfield, or as I like to call her, the danger zone. She is one of those players that we we talked about this season being a season of opportunity for a lot of players. Like she's one of those players who might not even be on a roster in a normal WNBA season because of the COVID opt-outs, because of the Black Lives Matter opt-outs, because of Odyssey Sims having a baby opt-out, well, but now opt-back in. She's a player who might not have even seen the court this season, and she's out there playing for what, in my opinion, is a all-star level caliber season so far. All right, what are your thoughts on, on Danger? I'm guilty of overlooking her, and it's funny because it wasn't until Nafisa said, stop sleeping on my rook that I paid attention, but yes, she's doing things that I wasn't expecting her to do. And especially like dropping so low in the, um, in the draft pick, I don't think anybody expected it. So to just see her out there working, it's great and great distribution to the rest of her team. And I think that Cheryl saw something that was great in her that she's delivering. And I have to say it, like, just think about if Simone was on this team. No, uh, Rachel. <laughs> but she's not, she's on the West Coast Parks. Anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> It, it, it like it kills the child inside me every time I see that. Rachel, talk to me about who's been playing impressive, who has kind of opened your eyes to their game. I, I really got to make a comment about Dangerfield. I mean, um, and I really, I think I've said it a couple of times, but she was playing like peak basketball before the season was cut short at Connecticut. And there were a lot, there was a lot of talk around her. And, and what makes her so special is the six inches between her ears. A lot of people shy away from the size. Um, but how many times have we seen dynamic point guards? I mean, look at Jordan, Jordan Canada, for example. Um, both players have that competitive, no fear mentality that, in my opinion, is, is so difficult to find, you know, when, 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 when you're dealing with a point guard and, and experience and being able to come into the league and make an impact right away the way she has is really impressive. I, I felt like she dropped a little too low in the draft. Um, now, this was a year of the point guards for sure, so I can understand, um, you know, a lot of the names that went before her. But really, shout out to, to, to Reeve, who, who was really excited that she was able to get her at that point, and it was a huge pickup. And she's been really, really impressive. I I would be lying if I said, oh, I expected this. It still probably exceeded my expectations, but I was still pretty high on her headed into the draft. But um, top moments so far, impressive play. I mean, I was going to say Bria Hartley, but I kind of already mentioned it. So um, I think just, I mean, there's just been a lot, you know, just just even the the wobble itself, um, the dynamics on the court, you know, even as a fan being able to to listen and to hear the coaches, I think, has been really interesting. I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, just the atmosphere of the games and watching it um, from afar. Like, like, what do you guys think of being able to hear everything that we're able to hear? As oh, I, I said, <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, as, as, no, sorry. I was just going to say, as I said to Bria Hartley on the episode, I would, I would pay extra league pass money to, or all of the league pass money to have like no announcers and just hear the players talking smack and the coaches screaming because for me 
the teams that I enjoy watching most this season are the teams that have the coaches who are going crazy. Las Vegas Aces, Bill Lambeer going crazy. Uh, I'll, uh, Minnesota, because Cheryl don't stop yelling. Kurt Miller. Um, and then Candace Parker has had some of my favorite moments, uh, screaming, joking around with Sue Bird, then getting the technical, and then <laughs> calling out the refs on some uh, BS. Uh, I won't get into the exact quotes. But yeah, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts about the mic'd up players, Ari? Look, you can't get into exact quotes, but I, I'm happy. No, you can. <laughs> I'm happy when they slip in uh, and don't catch them. Uh, I think that all the players need to be mic'd because it's provocative and gets the people going. I don't understand why we keep filtering, especially like on the non-network games. Like, let let them let them talk smack. That's like that's what's spicy and uh, increases sure. viewership. Yeah. But yeah, I was gonna talk about Candace's moments and how <laughs> she never ceases to wear her emotions on her sleeve, which is absolutely hilarious to me. Every single time you just see she's so surprised. She's <laughs> she's always doing something. But like her play, we were talking about Angel earlier and the old Angel. I'm not going to say it's the old Candace because I, like, I'm very critical about people saying, oh, this is the old Candace. But I'm like, mm, is it the old Candace or is this just Candace Parker? But she's just, just healthy Candace. Healthy Candace. She's in a better mind space. She's better like with her body. She's lost the weight that she had gained from last year. Like there are so many factors as to why she's playing so well. Um, which to me, she's a candidate for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Two players I want to touch on, and I'm going to kind of pass this off to y'all. But first of all, Maisha Hines-Allen, who I remember looking at her two seasons ago and being like, she is just freaking built like a linebacker. Like, do not get in her. Like, people talk about Melissa Thomas and how you don't want to get in her way. Do not get in Maisha Hines-Allen way. She will run you over make the shot, and then do an enjoyable little selly on the way back. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody hop in here about MHA. I mean, I've watched her all through college, and this is exactly what's expected. I know that NCAA isn't y'all's uh, favorite thing to do, but I cover the ACC, and so this is exactly oh, what I expect. Not to do. <laughs> that is not true. That, that, that's Aria who does not do yeah, that. <laughs> Aria said, forget that, W all day. No, but this yeah. um, is <laughs> The, but the rise of Louisville in general, I know we're kind of changing the subject, but I'll, I'll reel it back in. But, like, you have Kylie Shook, you have Jasmine Jones, you have Maisha, you have Angel. That's saying a lot. Yes. That's saying a lot. Yes. And I I mean, they're on level with, like, UConn, Notre Dame, yeah. uh, ba- like, name another school. That, right? Yeah, L- I, I, I really do think it's a testament to, the, you know, the, the program that Jeff Wallace has built at Louisville and, and kind of the system there. I mean, it's a, it's a culture of winning. It's a culture of toughness. You know, they're competing. I mean, the, the expectation now is, you know, final fours. And so Maisha Hans Allen has played at the highest level throughout her career and, and she's primed and ready to come into the league and make an impact. Now we didn't get to necessarily see it last year. I mean, this was, a, I mean, yeah. I don't have to tell anybody anything we don't know, but um, this goes back to that opportunity um, topic that, you know, we all keep, keep talking, talking about, you know, this, this could easily be something where someone stepped up and, and really showed what they were capable of doing. And man, she's, she's done that um, tenfold. And so. I, I fall into her hype. I do. And I think that she's such a fun player to watch every time is so unexpected for the masses. And so it creates this excitement around it, but I do like her little celebratory dances and yells every single time. It gets me hype. And I, she's one of those players that thrives off of energy. So I hope that Washington can get their, that energy and that, that momentum back so we can see her continue to do Maisha things. Sure. Also, side note, I'm never a fan of like the screen and screen interviews, but watching her brother talk about her warmed my heart. And also, 
they have the exact same smile. It was so adorable <laughs> to see that. It was probably one of my favorite moments so far of the season. As a reminder, don't forget the Winsider Daily Show with Ben Dahl and typically myself. Winsider.com and the Winsider Network, a collection of WNBA podcasts. Hit subscribe on all of them on your favorite podcast network. We're talking about best storylines of the season right now. And while we've talked about Laney, there's a few other that I want to touch on. First of all, Hezzy Ezzy. And I know if we don't bring her up, we're going to get a flood of hate mail from all the Seattle Storm fans. Everybody down under is just going to hate on us. Are we talking about a situation? I don't think she'll get the minutes to be a Rookie of the Year candidate, but she's kind of a sleeper for that. And she's been playing not like a rookie. It's it's hard to acknowledge all the greatness on Seattle. Seattle's so stacked. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of times we overlook it, but I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned her. Um, she is making a run for it. What do you think, Rachel? I agree. I mean, Seattle's been dominant. Um, I, I think she's been dominant. I mean, and then I just think you have to really pay attention to her age, you know, 20 years old. Um, and this is not a player that mainstream media had a ton of hype around, you know. Not at all. Headed, you know, we, we didn't really know. Um, many didn't know about her. And so this this pick and, and this addition to the Seattle Storm team, she's literally put the league and, and the media on notice in the matter of, you know, a few weeks. And it, it, she deserves to be in that discussion. I think she's the future of the WNBA. You know, what she's doing at 20 years old and, and with this Seattle Storm roster is highly impressive. I think she's got the intangibles, the frame, the athleticism, the skill. Um, she's just beginning to scratch the surface of, you know, the type of player she can be in this league. And, and I'm excited, you know, whether she ends up being in the true conversation or even, you know, um, one of the tops for this rookie of the year. I, I do think at this point, midway, she needs to be in the discussion of it. I'm just glad that's that she turns 21 before the season's over, if, mm-hmm. if my, my numbers are correct, because I would hate for somebody to get arrested celebrating the <laughs> WNBA championship for popping a bottle of champagne. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, another storyline that has gotten me hyped is Julia Alamon. I mean... Talk about young players. Talk about players who've done it on the international scene, who if you follow Euroball, if you follow overseas ball, you've kind of had your ID on, your eyes on. But she's come in here to a situation where she's filling a hole that, you know, we talked about this earlier, probably wouldn't have been there on a normal season. She wouldn't be getting these minutes. She's legit. She, you know, she's not maybe the sexiest of players putting up the craziest numbers, the craziest stats, but she's leading a team like a high-powered world famous names on her team and she's playing lights out i mean we got to give her props and talk about her storyline she she Absolutely. never expected her to have to do all that work right here she mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> no I, I mean i don't think so and and honestly that's another one you know but but anyone following any form of international ball you know has been aware of her as being one of the, the best players in belgium and throughout europe and um, you know, that was kind of a question mark as to how does that translate to the WNBA? Um, that's always a question mark, you know, whether it's a rookie or you're bringing a player from, you know, international ball. Uh, but she's been steady, you know, and I think that's what this fever team needs. Um, just a steady floor facilitator that can, you know, go get hers, but at the same time, you know, control the pace, control the, the flow, um, control what, what they're trying to do. It's been a little bit helter skelter the last few years. And yeah, there's a ton of work that needs to go on for the fever to continue to get better. But uh, just for individual play, I mean, just, I mean, she's shooting 51% from the three point line. 
um, you know, just under six assists a game. Uh, she's been great. She's been a great addition uh, for the Fever. And then Lisa may to tell us about her. So for sure, for sure. Right. I, I do love how they both show up to each other's games to show support. Belgian pride. Um, <laughs> moving on to another player. I don't think we need to dive into this. I think it's pretty simple said. Like, Carolyn Swords, like, <laughs> coming out of retirement, coming from a front office position, not really prepped for the season, and now putting, like, career highs and minutes and things like that is just it's crazy. pretty ridiculous. It's crazy. I just love how Bill Lambert does not let people retire in peace. He did it with Nancy Lieberman. He did it with Carolyn Swords. Like, he just won't let That's people retire That's a good point. I like but, that point. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I'm I'm waiting for some like the situation of you know his his predecessors or I guess I don't even know if that's the right term his coaching tree like Cheryl Reeve being like hey Brunson hey Planet hey Katie we got a few injuries you're already in the wobble come on back and play a little bit uh, mm-hmm. at any any age would be ridiculous let's talk a little bit about some unsung players as we wrap up this episode somebody who never gets enough credit and is leading a team off the bench and is the greatest WNBA player of all time. Simone Augustus <laughs> has been an unsung, I have to do it. Simone Augustus has been an unsung player this season, I feel like. I mean, we're talking about a perennial all-star. We're talking about a finals MVP, a four-time WNBA champion. In my opinion, the greatest player of all time. Um, but she's done so much for that LA Sparks team. I think we need to talk about the fact that Neka Gumake and Chelsea Gray not throwing shade, but like they just haven't had the greatest of seasons. And having that that senior leadership, although Simone's going to kill me for calling her a senior, mm-hmm. having that senior leadership has done so much for this team that's really trending up towards the WNBA Finals this year. I think that Simone has the perfect balance of youth inside of her uh, on and off the court, and she's so instrumental to shaping the the future of the Sparks and they have like a very balanced team. She's shooting what 60% on three. And it, it just, I mean, the, the numbers are crazy. And I, I, I want to say it's just her just genuinely playing her game, but I feel like she, because of the chip on her shoulder, she's going to go out and ball out. Um, and it's just been a reward to watch her and mix with, mix that with Raquana's sharp shooting lately. Like, <sighs> It's crazy. I mean, not even lately. That's just what Raquana does. We just don't talk about it. But um, yeah, so Simone is 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 proven to be a great fit for LA, and and one of the main reasons why they're top three right now. Yeah, and another player that I really want to touch on, Ariel Atkins. I mean, she mm-hmm. does everything, and with this Mystics team, with the All Star lineup they had these past few years, she really hasn't gotten enough attention. But Ariel Atkins is like. She is doing everything for this team. She can literally play one through five. She's a little bit small for the five. But when this team's flowing best, I typically look at her stats similar to for the years leading up. uh, Natasha Cloud was kind of my barometer of how well this team's doing because she led the team in ways that wasn't necessarily found on the stat sheet. Talk to me about Atkins. Um, yeah, I mean, just steady, 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 love everything she does. She's, she's the type of player that every, every team wants on their roster, um, accepts her role, fiery, go gets it, you know, just get things, just get, just gets things done. You know, she's, she's, um, made her name as a force in this league. Um, if I, if I was a coach, I mean, that's one of the first players I'm going after in terms of just someone that you build your roster around. And I agree. I agree that she can play whatever role that you need her to play. She's very dependable. 
which is a, a lot That's of times hard word. to find. Great word. Yeah. I, w- I would always categorize her as dependable and, and she's going to need to be, especially because of Washington's not the most consistent team in their energy or their scoring. And so that's, that's where we're at with her. Yeah. Hey, I agree. And as we say, for less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash insider. And we'll see you guys next week.